Hello and welcome to Punta Vista, episode 279. I am Ben, and I am here, crouched behind the crumbling remnants of a concrete wall, the exposed rebar catching the light of the explosions that continuously shake the earth. The air is thick with the choking chemical smell of gunpowder and the hauntingly alluring smell of burnt human flesh. Freezing pools of muddy water topped with a pearlescent sheen of petrol half disguise the corpses of the fallen. Rapid small detonations are punctuated with the deep, breath-displacing booms of larger explosions. And yet even over the apocalyptic cacophony, the screams of the dying and blinded are audible. Last words are falling from broken, bloodied mouths with a primal urgency. Some cut short and some allowed to curdle. To grow in incoherence and diminish in volume until they are just a furtive, wet mewling. The animal sounds of a diseased newborn mammal that will not survive minutes outside its mother. Smoke and fire and dust and ash and blood create a new topography here. A swirling red landscape born out of the destruction of the old world. In this newly birthed hell, we are each other's demons. Ordinary men and women, office workers and taxi drivers and bicycle repairmen and canal lock technicians and shoe polish vendors, all driven by fear and anger and desperation, crouch readily in the smoking craters that pockmark the ash-strewn wastes of tulip fields. They huddle in the burnt-out remains of windmills, in the scorched shells of clog factories, backpacks full of ordnance and safety matches. <laughs> they are partisans of a kind, volunteer irregulars in an irregular army. There will be no shelter here. The front line is everywhere. They are always behind enemy lines. With me here in the Netherlands on New Year's Eve, unleashing a flurry of small lit fireworks at an armoured convoy of firefighters, is 32-year-old kindergarten teacher Jan Floopstrup. It's Theo. Hi, Theo. Hello. You got to have a try at the accent? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, um, where do we what, Yeah, what I will have a try at is uh, one of those bing boys you've got over there. And a lighter, please. Yeah. You got any stroppies? You got to look for an emergency <laughs> worker. You can maybe try and aim it so it goes down their shirt. Yeah. You got and any it's... Joe Poppers over there? I don't. Okay. <laughs> got any other requests? Really just looking to throw some fireworks. Yeah. Also with me, throwing a full gas bottle into a flaming children's hospital is 63-year-old grandmother <laughs> and palliative care nurse, Magritte van der Huitzen. It's Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hello. 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 <laughs> what a place, huh? Yeah. The what a place. The it's Netherlands. Really, really popping off. Um, now, the reason I've done this intro, uh, mm-hmm. people who have been listening to this show for at least a year will will well know that one of our favorite topics um, is that the Netherlands uh, goes really, really hard at New Year's. They love to party in a very specific way and i have several news stories that will illustrate this it's time of course for the segment that is either called dutch watch or netherlands corner depending on what episode you're listening to <laughs> hey everybody i'm from holland isn't that beer moments is. after that recording the uh earth shaking explosions uh stirred up a great confluence great hanging cloud of dandruff, which, if anyone's experienced a video of a silo explosion, (laughs) (laughs) one of the greatest natural hazards. Dandruff has the same flammable explosive properties as flour, so very dangerous. Mm. Uh They don't want you to Uh, know that, but it's true. This is the first story I'm going to read you. This is from the press agency Algemeen Nederlands Purs Bureau. 
Oh. <laughs> no stranger to me. Headline here is, I Hospital's youngest fireworks patient is seven. I removed from another New Year's Eve victim. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I love the but, undertone of just like you're meant to know that there's a lot of victims. It's like, oh, he's oh, the youngest given. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the oldest the, one. Yeah, we the we kind of went through them. We're just giving you the highlights, you the, just the, highlights, the highlight reel, the cliff yeah. notes. Yeah, we don't have to tell you several people were injured. We're just giving you specific details about some of the injured. Yeah, these are our favourites. <laughs> anyway, you're saying seven year old lost. Yeah, that's right. I put the most depressing one at the start, so it's okay. Okay. But, the Rotterdam Eye Hospital had to remove an eye when treating one of the fireworks victims sent to the specialist hospital, a spokesperson said. It was previously known that this person was going to be permanently blind in one eye, but the eye turned out to be so badly damaged that it had to be removed completely. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So they've gone past being blind. We know that the eye doesn't work anymore. But yes. then also at the same time, it's making everybody kind of It's sick giving people the it. ick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it's you've got it's, you've got the icky eye. It's gone beyond being fucked for purpose. So yeah. it, it, we know that it no longer does what it's supposed to, but it also can no longer just hold itself together in there. Yeah. In total, the Rotterdam Eye Hospital has so far treated twenty-five people with serious eye injuries caused by fireworks. The figure rose from seventeen earlier on New Year's Day morning to twenty-four by the end of Sunday afternoon. Oh, we're talking on the day. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> That's so many. Seven people had to undergo surgery. For example, so much gunpowder wound up in their eyes that debris had to be removed with tweezers, according to the hospital spokesperson. It is not yet possible to say how many of the victims will have permanent injuries because of the celebrations at the turn of the new year. They will first have to recover over the coming days. I'd probably, like, stay home. Like, if this yeah. many people were being injured at an event all the time, I'd probably say, you know what? Not for me. Or at least wear protective eye goggles if you're going outside. Or wear a helmet or something, you know? Get in yeah. a Pope mobile to watch the fireworks. Mm. The problem is you yell around. that at your kids and they're like, what? I can't hear you because of all the explosions. Because <laughs> the explosions, yeah. Yeah. During the New Year's period, bringing in the start of 2020, the hospital treated 18 patients with eye injuries caused by fireworks. During the two years after, when coronavirus restrictions were in place, the hospital treated far fewer eye patients. On January 1st, 2022, the Rotterdam Eye Hospital treated five fireworks victims. None of them underwent surgery at the time. So COVID, pretty good for the eyes of Dutch people. Yeah. Mm. How many eyes <laughs> saved? They don't tell you that on the news. They don't. Yeah. Yeah, and they want them. They want to bring back the old popping eyeballs like grapes with the vaccine. Mm. Mm. Is that what it does? I, no, well, I mean... <laughs> well, as a flow-on effect yeah, from the vaccine sort of. working... I think this is the plot to the movie Butterfly Effect. (laughs) I think that's exactly right. The figure returning to pre-COVID levels means, quote, we're back to square one, said one of the hospital's ophthalmologists, (laughs) Jörg DeFaber. (laughs) Quote, it's a shame that this has to be the price of celebrating New Year's Eve again. It It doesn't. doesn't. In no other country is this the price of celebrating New Year's. (laughs) It's not... It's not baked into New Year's. It's just the onion, like, no way to present, prevent this. is na- the only nation where this continually occurs. We need to have an intervention. Oh. They sit down on the couch, light their first fireworks. No more! <laughs> Slap it out of there. If you're listening to this and you reckon you can Photoshop that onion uh, article oh, please and do. headline to be a photo of Nettle as at New Year's, please send that in. 
I'll post it on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll make it the cover of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By doing it, the butterfly effect thing. Yeah. yeah. The number of victims at the start of 2021 was so low due to coronavirus restrictions that he called it his calmest New Year's Eve in 34 oh. years. <laughs> this guy's been doing this for way too long. He's yeah. sick of it. And he's the guy they talk to every year and he's just like, fucking stop. Yeah. Just don't. Please. Don't. This year, DeFarber expected at least five of the patients brought to the hospital to have permanent damage. I have some more comments um, from Churd DeFarber uh, <laughs> here as well. This is I'm choosing not to pronounce it Churd because I'm nice. Uh, this is DeFarber speaking in an NL Times article. DeFarber called it, quote, an old-fashioned horrific night. <laughs> Just a good old-fashioned horrific night. Just like you grew up with. Uh, most fireworks victims were hit by decorative fireworks, according to the ophthalmologist. So not, not weaponized, I guess. This involved both people who set off the fireworks themselves and bystanders who were watching. Quote, people think that decorative fireworks are safer, but that is not the case. What is a decorative firework? Can we get that? What's I don't know difference? what they're distinguishing between. Is it just one that like uh, blows up versus a like a pretty one? I I don't know. Uh, the wind in particular played a role last night, which caused the fireworks to either drift in the air or shoot off in unexpected directions. One of the patients was hit when he was twenty-five meters away. Explained to farmer. That's a rude surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of a worst-case scenario for standing. <laughs> yeah, you're hanging out, minding your own business, checking to see if there's a rock in your clog. Bam, right in your eyes. Decorative fireworks. This is another story. This is from the NL Times. Over 3,800 fire incidents during New Year's. Significant church, school, badly damaged. Like, that's not good. No. It's not good behaviour. The fire departments in the Netherlands received thousands of reports about incidents across the country on New Year's Eve and early on New Year's Day. The incidents included a large fire in a vehicle church that is a historic monument in a primary school building with a thatched roof at a daycare centre in Come Amsterdam. On. Jesus. Stop <laughs> thatching your roofs. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I also enjoy the, the fact that it's now... Um, at the time of recording this, the 5th of January. So they've yeah. got their fireworks injury and f- fire reporting stats process workflow so well-oiled at this point. They're ready they're to get that. they're used to it. Like it's not yeah. a shock event. They're like, no. all right, let's start compiling this info. And I put these together two days ago. So they were really... <laughs> they, they move faster, these things. Uh, the fire service received... 3,833 reports of incidents nationwide during the New Year's period. Uh, The fire brigade reported on the basis of an initial inventory among the 25 security regions in the Netherlands. That number is comparable to the last two New Year's Eve periods when fireworks were still banned due to the coronavirus crisis. (laughs) Uh, In the year before the crisis, the number of reports to the fire service were well over 4,000. So they've done a little bit better this time. Hmm. Well done. This year, more residential fires were reported than a year earlier, about 134 residential fires compared to 97. On a, quote, normal day, there are an average of 19 residential fires. Take your fireworks outside. Don't set them off in the living room. Just stay away from houses. Stay away yeah. from people. Why don't you go out into a Should be far away. Isn't, like, isn't there, like, yeah. beautiful fields or something in the Netherlands? 
Find yourself a like, a wind, like a windmill in the fields and stuff. You could be burning those down. <laughs> During New Year's Eve 2021 into New Year's Day 2022, there are almost five times as many. The fire service also received about 724 reports of container fires and 183 car fires. Both numbers slightly less than last year. <laughs> Forgot about the fucking car fires. Yeah, they love setting cars on fire. But not in a cool French way where it's like... Yeah, they're not uh, asking for like... I want another hour off work every day. They're just just doing it for fun. Yeah. You remember how we had one of our Dutch listeners write in and I was fully expecting the email to be like, wow, you guys have got this so wrong. They're just like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is like that. The very large fire that broke out after midnight in a monumental side building of the St. Lambertus Church in Vagel in Nord-Brabant was brought under control, said Brabant Nord Security Region. Many firefighters and multiple pieces of equipment rolled out to the scene. Personnel let the fire in the building burn out in a controlled manner, said the security region. Due to the favourable wind direction, the adjacent church was not in, ja- in danger, the security region said on Twitter. The fire was ranging in the Congregation Chapel, a small building that currently serves as a mosque. So they burned a mosque down. Yeah, yeah. but they didn't get any of the kind of Christian the non-mosque bits. areas. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Huh. No need to look into that. In Utrecht, a fire started on New Year's Eve in the Reiten School in the Ondiep district. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire brigade suspects that fireworks caused the flames in the thatched building built in 1923. Seems like the most obvious explanation. It was built a hundred years ago this very night. Interesting. <laughs> Spooky. The fire was brought under control, reported the Utrecht security region. It was a raging fire and, quote, visible flames were extinguished, the service said on Twitter. Specialists in dealing with reeds that catch fire were deployed to keep the fire from reigniting. <laughs> Because all those thatched roofs they've got. Bring in You're the thatch guy. going to want some water. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking a little dry. Try the putting that... water on it. <laughs> it is still on fire. Oh, okay. The fire damage was limited to the thatched roof. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of the weak point. Yeah. yeah. The thatched roof building. Uh Quote, we hope we can save the building, a spokesperson said earlier, because according to him, it would be an eternal shame if society lost such a beautiful building. It might be a nice building. (laughs) I think you're being a little bit dramatic, but sure. I think it's because eternal shame, but then also society in general. Maybe like it would be a big (laughs) shame to the Netherlands. To the Netherlands. I'm not thinking about that building ever again. It's out of my mind in two minutes. After we finish recording this, I'm done thinking about that 1923 <laughs> thatch roof school. Uh, fire broke out at the school on four other occasions. None of these incidents took place during the New Year's period in other years. Yeah, thatch roofs, huh? Foolish. Several fires broke out in Amsterdam during the turn of the New Year. Damage is also caused by fireworks or vandalism. For example, a daycare centre on the Markengul in Amsterdam Nord suffered major damage due to fireworks. According to the fire service, all windows and facades were completely blown out, causing an immense havoc. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Childcare <laughs> centre with a bunker buster bomb. <laughs> A fire also raged in a gymnasium of a school in Swede Hollandstraat in the Buitenverdelt neighbourhood. 
Vandals likely threw a wheelie bin on fire through the window there, according to a spokesperson. Why are you doing this? Just because it's New Year's? Yeah. Do you have a grievance? No. I think they're doing it out of joy. I think they're doing it because it's fun. There's no (laughs) anger here, I think. Earlier on New Year's Eve, a fire raged in a house at Abo Emushof in New West, which was caused by fireworks. Two people suffered smoke inhalation, according to the fire service. They were evacuated by paramedics. The Amsterdam Fire Brigade was particularly busy with many reports that came in after midnight. Those included container and roadside fires. The mayor of Arnhem, Ahmed Makuch, uh, tried to carry on a New Year's tradition started by Hermann Kaiser, his predecessor. While Kaiser was mayor from 2013 to 2017, he would eat dinner with firefighters on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Makuch wanted to do the same on Saturday evening, but the firefighters were called out to an emergency. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. It's the busiest night of the year. Quote, the celebration of the new year is the largest and perhaps the most dangerous event in the Netherlands. This is only possible because people from the fire brigade, police and ambulance are ready for us to celebrate that party. In some regions, there are people who there were people who threw fireworks at the fire brigade. Police and riot police were needed to help guarantee firefighters' safety in several parts of the country, including the Hagelanden, Holland's Midden, and Gelderlandsweed security regions. Thijs van Lyshout, the chair of the country's fire service, said aggression and violence are never acceptable. He said first responders should never be the target of verbal or physical abuse with or without fireworks. I guess, yeah. Do you have to say that? Like, I don't shoot a firework at a firefighter? It seems so weird that that's yeah. not... Like it's not a cop. Like, like, a firefighter, I have no grievances against a firefighter. No. They're mostly just putting You're out fires. You're only doing good in society. They're getting cats out of trees. They're putting out fires. They're showing kids how cool a hose is. Leave them alone. Yeah. But Give them a break. what if we exploded them with a huge bomb? Yeah. That is a fair point. What if they used heavy fireworks against them and just sort of drink Blew a couple of beers a while bit. doing that? Thousands of firefighters are at the ready every year during New Year's Eve. Van Lyshout emphasised that it is the busiest time of the year for the fire brigade. Firefighters often have to deal with garbage container fires, car fires and outdoor fires. In previous years, most reports came in around midnight. Checks out. Got another story here. It's again from the NL Times. Dutch police firefighters repeatedly assaulted during turbulent New Year's. Violence was again seen against first responders who were dispatched to handle incidents at the turn of the New Year. Several police officers and firefighters were pelted with fireworks, causing injury in some instances, police said. More than 10 officers were injured in The Hague alone. The incidents often involved very powerful fireworks, police said. Quote, the fireworks tradition has become one in which colleagues suffer permanent hearing damage and other injuries every year. I'm angry about that. As a society, we need to think about better ways to ring in the new year, said police chief Henk van Essen in a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Think of something else. Why is this a thing that you've just accepted? You're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like the purge, but for firefighters. (laughs) Just like put on... The New Year's, there's probably, they have a local broadcaster that plays TV of some fireworks. Put that on your TV. Put your like B grade, C-grade celebrities and like a a bunch of uh, Dutch Idol contestants on there. And you got yourself a, uh, you got yourself a fireworks TV program. Oh my God. You get the Dutch Osher Goonsberg mm. on there. 
holy fuck. You've got a night made in heaven for the average citizen. Maybe they don't have enough celebrities. And that's why they do this. They don't have B-grade TV celebrities. I think that's it. They don't have Koshi. They need a Koshi. They need a Waleed. What do you reckon the the Dutch Koshi is? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't want to think about that. Awful for starters. More racist, if you can believe it. (laughs) Missing big clumps of hair. (laughs) If you know what the Dutch Koshi is, please. Please show him to me. I want to see him. Show me, show me a printout of Dutch Koshi. <laughs> Aside from dozens of arrests in the three largest cities of the country, Amsterdam, Rotterdam and The Hague, there were several cases of violence and public disturbances in other municipalities. These were mainly individual incidents, police said. However, there were no, quote, mass public disturbances. I feel like you've listed several. I feel so like the far. entire country was a mass public disturbance. Yeah. Are we just saying that, like, because they're... They're disparate because they hadn't, like, joined into one mass oh, one. These were stochastic New Year's yeah. celebrations. <laughs> I feel like they do this every year. Every time we've read this out, there's been a line where they've been like, but there were no serious incidents after this. All like, in all, it all went well. Yeah. The police department said two officers at Helmand were hospitalised after being assaulted with fireworks there, including one with hearing damage. The incident happened when they arrived at the train station there late Saturday afternoon after a group of young people were accused of causing a disturbance. A police car was also destroyed in the city. Oh my god! <laughs> at least 11 people were arrested in Helmand and the rest of the eastern portion of Nord-Brabant. So how does that go? Like, you kids making a disturbance? No, but we are now. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> hey, why don't you just drive back to the station? Oh, oh! that's right. I used <laughs> a powerful firework to send your car to the grave. What's up now when your shit is on fire? <laughs> oink, oink, motherfucker. Happy New Year's. <laughs> One officer addressing a group of young people on Helsingborg in Sheedham was nice. hurt after fireworks were shot at him from a home. <laughs> Got a crow's nest set up on the second floor of your townhouse. There's a cop out there. Get him. <laughs> he was hospitalised with hearing damage and burn wounds on his neck. One 17-year-old boy was arrested around 7pm on New Year's Eve. Oh, my god. 7pm. <laughs> oh, the night's barely It's so started. early. It's so early. You're not starting this at midnight? Like, this is going on all night. <laughs> One sip of Dutch liqueur. Now it's time to set a service worker on fire. He's blind fired from his bedroom window. Crosshairs have lit up. Oh, got a hit on that one. <laughs> a group of about 20 young people also threw fireworks at firefighters while they tried extinguishing a car fire on Nienhuis in Zeist. That's perverted. What is wrong with you people? I just They're trying to hose a car down, hosing down a Peugeot while there's like 20 14-year-olds just being like, ah. Blasting oh, Fireman yep. Sam. What if you also was on fire? (laughs) (laughs) The firefighters retreated after the 1.15am incident on Sunday and the car was destroyed as a result. There were no arrests. There never are. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) There will be open and unpunished arson on the streets. (laughs) That is the promise of Judge New Year's Eve. A 19-year-old was also taken into custody after he was accused of throwing powerful fireworks at firefighters extinguishing a fire. The incident happened at 3.10am on New Year's Year's Day. 
To be clear, I'm not laughing at... F- uh, no, we're laughing at the cops. We're not laughing at the firefighters. We're yeah. not laughing yeah. at the children being injured. We might be laughing at people who injured themselves lighting the fireworks if they're yeah. adults. I am laughing at the words powerful fireworks every time. <laughs> if you want a shorthand for figuring out whether we're in the wrong, <laughs> it's whether you think we're in the wrong, we're yeah. not laughing at that person. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you think. Quote, in Galeen, the police took action against people who were throwing fireworks at a home at around 3.15am. These people then turned on the officers and pelted them with fireworks, police said. One person was arrested for assault. A police officer was also injured in arson. Well, (laughs) that's just good fun. When chasing after young people in the neighbourhood who may have set fire to a bus shelter on Europa Wegg Suite. Fireworks were thrown at her, the police officer, and she suffered hearing damage as a result. Police arrested a 15-year-old in connection with the New Year's Eve incident. Maybe it's a, the, super young. Yeah, these kids. Yeah, yeah. Our teens are too busy doing nangs in a in an overpass yeah. underneath an overpass. Throw a firework while you're doing That's nangs. Right. Yeah. What if that? Had don't cool? don't do that. Don't <laughs> try, don't try that. Also in Zeist, Galeen, Breda, and Rusendal, the police and fire brigade were bombarded with heavy fireworks. Return of our friends, heavy fireworks. (laughs) Another story here from DutchNews.nl. The New Year's celebrations were a, quote, old-fashioned firework frenzy. I believe they pulled that quote from our friend. Uh, Fireworks bans in cities such as Amsterdam and Rotterdam were widely ignored during the New Year's celebrations as strong winds led to organized displays being cancelled nationwide. So they banned fireworks for private citizens, put on alternative ones founded by local councils, Cancelled the local ones, and then everyone just went out there and just... With their own. Yeah. In the dangerous winds that banned the other fireworks. (laughs) Dozens of people were taken to hospital, and dozens were arrested, while the fire brigade were called out to deal with several large and smaller fires. Quote, It was an old-fashioned New Year, David Baden, chairman of the Emergency Doctors Association, told website nu.nl. So this is a different person calling it old-fashioned. saying, oh, it's just good old-fashioned Dutch tradition. The number of people coming to hospital with injuries, both firework and alcohol-related, was in line with pre-coronavirus years, he said. A 23-year-old man from the village of Deaton was killed after an accident involving setting fire to carbide in a milk churn. Carbide in a milk churn? Carbide in a milk churn. Just going to Google that one. At least 35 people were arrested in the early hours of the morning. The ban on consumer fireworks was largely flouted, and police and council wardens did not intervene, NU.NL said. Riot police were involved in breaking up a gang of views in the Kruisweiss district of the port city, and 14 were arrested. In Sheedham, the ban was also ignored. Quote, a hell of a lot of fireworks have been set off, Mayor Cor Lamas told broadcaster NOS. <laughs> I think there were more than before coronavirus. A change like this takes years. The ban on smoking did not happen overnight. I feel like these are different. Yeah. Several cars were set on fire in Utrecht's Canal and Island district. And there was also car and caravan, caravan fires in Ede, Emmen and Kutwijkerbroek. The traditional bonfire in Floridorp in Amsterdam Nord has been cancelled because of the forecast strong winds but locals decided to press ahead with it anyway. Officers at, fire officers and riot police were on standby, but did not intervene. 
Hey, we're not going to light this bonfire because the winds are making it crazy dangerous. Okay, we are going to do it anyway. <laughs> what are you going to do? Nothing. And I have one final story here from the NL Times. Dozens of arrests in Amsterdam, Rotterdam and The Hague during New Year's. Not all incidents related to the New Year's have celebrations. For example, four people were arrested on the Lelienstein in Rotterdam's weed after allegedly shooting a firearm into the air. That sounds New Year's related. Like yeah. it, it does. Now that's it does. good old-fashioned fun. Yeehaw! That's my happy New Year's gun. <laughs> a restaurant was shot at in the Oranjeboomstraat in the Feyenoord district, and there were no injuries. In the past year, Rotterdam business premises and homes were more often the target of gunfire and explosions. In several places in the Hague and surrounding areas, the police and riot police units intervened to maintain order. It was not immediately clear how many people were arrested, but arrests were made. The police had to intervene at a bonfire in the Koppelstockstraat in Scheveningen, where a bicycle was swung at several officers to fend them off. <laughs> now that's some good old-fashioned yeah, that's, fun. That's, that's a Dutch news. <laughs> the riot police also had to disperse a group of people in the Thysestraat in the Larkwartier district. In Honselersdijk... The right police intervened after fireworks were thrown at police officers. At least one person has been arrested there. It's good old fashioned fun. I love how most of these stories are from the angle of like, oh, it's way better than last time. Yeah. They're so optimistic, despite the fact that this country seemingly for 24 hours a year is just on the verge of catastrophic meltdown. <laughs> like, do you reckon there are pockets of normalcy? Like some suburbs, everyone's just like going around visiting their friends, having like a quiet it's going glass home, of having a little vino, little, yeah, drinking yep. some Hollandias, I some Hogarden, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. They're very, very strange. Once again, to our many, many Dutch listeners, mostly just Roy, uh, please, please write in if you have any personal experience with this that you'd like to Tell share us with us. Tell us what's up with that. We would love to find out what you specifically have to think when you write into, no, that doesn't really make sense, when you call into the Buena Vista hotline. Hmm. 1-800-317-5-1-5, that's the Buena Vista hotline. Eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. You can send us an email, mailbagatpuntavista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. Now, this might be um, a somewhat 
this is a first for us. This is the first time that we have had a, a letter sent into sent into us jointly by siblings. Uh, this comes to us from listeners Kyle and Allie. Hello, beautiful friends. My sister and I are mail carriers in neighboring cities in the United States, so we are in a unique position to see unusual American names on a daily basis. We are both big fans of the show and have been collecting names for the better part of two years to submit to the Great American Hall of Name. Here is our list. These are only ones that we have seen with our own eyes. With love, Kyle and Allie. So from from mail, sorry. like from just From mail. Wonderful. Uh, this definitely isn't a felony to do. I'm almost certain. I think you're allowed to just read someone's <laughs> name on mail. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way that this would uniquely identify the person because, you know, lots of people have these names. So and if you're listening and one of these is your name, <laughs> <laughs> lol. You're welcome. You're famous, sort of. You're on a very small Australian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of fame. Uh, and here are some names they have sent in to us in the order that they gave them to us. Here we go. Talon Armour. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Gene mm. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> Hilbert Didis. Mm. Michael Chud. <laughs> James Blood. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Chad Slaughter. Ooh. Come on. Could be Chad Slafter, we don't know. <laughs> Could be. Canyon Codgel. <laughs> Hunter Woofter. <laughs> now, you might not know this if you're a non Australian listener or you're under 30 and you're an Australian listener. Woofter is rhyming slang for a slur. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter Creed Beaver. <laughs> These are just made up. This is what you would make up from like, a college uh, guy Lucy, in America. I think you'll find all names are made up. That's Ooh. true. Yeah. Glenn Butts. <laughs> this is good old fashioned. Back fun. to basics. Yeah. Buster Joe. <laughs> Mary Fister. <laughs> Hardly know her. <laughs> Joe Begay. Now, this is spelled B E G A Y. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bill Bill That is spelled B-I-L-L-B-Y-L mm. Benedict Snowball <laughs> <laughs> Trillis Birdseye <laughs> Lewis Pigeon Ignatius Beans. <laughs> that's, that's the guy from uh, the fucking book, you know. From Confederacy of Dunces, that's, that's right. That's the one. Yeah. Justin Toots. <laughs> does he? Uh, I bet he does. <laughs> Jimmy Blaze. Ooh. That sounds like the sort of guy I'd like to play poker with. Mm. Governor A. Hooch. <laughs> I trust that guy. And last but certainly not least, gay pussy. <laughs> How are you spelling this? That is P U S E Y. Gay the regular way. 
typing that into Pornhub. <laughs> oh my god, that's nodding in agreement. <laughs> ah, perfect. Thank you so much, Kyle and Ali. I don't what? even care. What a gift. Yeah, that's honestly, we get a lot of submissions uh, from Great American Hall of Name. More often than not, it's because a screenshot from a Wikipedia article has gone viral on Twitter yeah. and then 30 people have seen it and then they all send it to us. Mm. But you guys have done the work. more you put work, in the work than I ever have putting one of these together. I could not be more grateful. I don't care if it is a crime for you to have compiled these. It would have been a crime not to have sent that we'll to us. Pay your, we'll pay yeah. your legal fees. We won't do that. It's time, of course, for Crime Watch. This is taken from the bi-weekly reports published by District 7 of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Here we go. Uh, COs, I don't actually know what that stands for. and I Because it's not correctional officer because they're park rangers. So I don't know what that stands for. Oh, well. COs Cameron Wright and Joshua Salus were patrolling the Gordoneck State Game Area in Kalamazoo County at the end of hunting hours when they came across a PT cruiser parked at one of the entrances. Oh, that's trouble right there. Mm. Mm. The CEOs contacted a man sitting behind the wheel who was listening to the radio and asked him if he had been hunting. The man was immediately aggravated and said he parked there to listen to the owls and that he wanted to be left alone. <laughs> Let him be. Yeah. So immediately he was listening to the radio. So unless the owls are a band... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that story's going. An open tall container of natural ice beer was observed in the cup holder of the car, the PT Cruiser. They asked the I man... Think that, I think they sold that. They sold them with that in it. <laughs> it comes with a natty ice. They asked the man on a scale of 1 to 10 how drunk he was, and he responded with, quote, I'm at a 5. I'll be honest, I'm drunk. <laughs> The COs told the man to shut the vehicle off and began conducting SFSTs. Now, that's what Americans have um, instead of breathalyzers. They have okay. those standardized field sobriety tests, which are like the say the alphabet backwards or yeah, walk on the line while nose. touching your nose and yeah. you know, whatever. That's fucked up. There's a machine you, you do for that. They got a little little computer thing that does yeah, that with a tube. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. yeah. Partway through SFSTs, the man made a face of shock and suddenly grabbed his rear end. <laughs> Before the CEOs could say anything, the man had dropped his pants to his ankles and began defecating on the rear bumper of his PT Cruiser. Oh, no. This man is having some concerns. <laughs> He's having a time. Listen to the owls. Fuck off. <laughs> I just want to listen to the owls. Oh, oh no. Right now. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's coming. <laughs> also... You're in, like, a state game park. There's shit on the ground. You don't have yeah. to shit on your car. <laughs> yeah. You've got all this empty space around you. You just shit on the anywhere else. Shit on yeah. the cop car. 
the park ranger car. You don't have to shit on your own PT Cruiser. <laughs> the man was ultimately placed under arrest and was taken to the hospital for a blood draw. On the way there, the man noticed that CO Wright was using his GPS and said to the CO, quote, Man, I'm the drunk one here, and I have to give you directions on how to take me to jail, you moron. <laughs> Good for you, man. Yeah, roast him. During the blood draw, the man also mentioned that the nurses were not drawing his blood, but instead that, quote, It's all beer. Not going to lie to you. Pure. <laughs> natural. Ice. <laughs> That's the not emphasis true. there is theirs. They put in the full stops to the report. The man was ultimately lodged in the Kalamazoo County Jail. And charges were submitted to the prosecutor's office for review. What's the crime? What is the being charge? The, being what the coolest the guy on earth. <laughs> I think it's being intoxicated in a car with the ignition on. I think is probably the crime. It's you also know, allowed to do that? Is it- no. Yeah. Can't have your keys in the ignition if you're uh, if you're. Intoxicated at all. Yeah. Wow. At least in Queensland. And What if it's Michigan. really hot? You need the air conditioner yeah. on. Which is great if you've got a Skoda. Uh, you don't need those keys in the ignition. <laughs> okay, you've just got keyless ignition. Yeah. Don't trust it. Don't like it. Not a fan. Mm. I've, I've said my thoughts on cars with things in them that think. I've said my piece. I'm doing my butlerian jihad <laughs> yes. against your Skoda Octavia. <laughs> what just... Do you reckon... I mean, obviously, we're intensely familiar with the format of the bi-weekly reports published by District 7 of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, but do you think mm-hmm. they would have mentioned the make and model of the car if it wasn't a PT Cruiser? No, I, th- I feel like they do have a, a feel for comedy yeah. in this magazine already, or report well, or whatever yeah. this is. Yeah, it's the magazine they publish. <laughs> it goes out to everyone. <laughs> I've seen the field reports from this week. They're absolutely crazy. I would read that if that was in, you know, the... Optometrist, while I'm waiting, I read through yeah. all of the other reports um, from that not that fortnightly period, and the rest of them were just um, finding people for going too fast on the lake and stuff. Uh, this was really the only funny one in there, but God, what a what a beautiful story and marvelously told by whichever one of the CEOs wrote this up. Yeah, that's nice. Well done. I feel like that guy had a lot of problems. I feel like he maybe could have used some help from someone, and when our listeners need help, they reach out to. Dr. Lucy. Oh, shit. I still haven't updated it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it is you know, good. Like it has it. its charms. It's a little surprise. Yeah. It's still good. This is a post on one of our favorite subreddits. This is on r slash child free. It's titled simply favorite hobbies slash activities. Hi all. I am child free and have been an equestrian for about 18 years. You can just say horse girl. like. Yeah, I like <laughs> horses. Fine. I don't know if I consider you an equestrian. Maybe you do equestrian events. Maybe. I don't, I don't think know if I consider like... you a person. <laughs> I feel like if you're describing yourself as an equestrian, you better be living in, like, the Roman form of government where equestrians had more votes than other people. (laughs) However, I feel like I'm getting burnt out. I have had a rough year in regards to it emotionally. I don't know whether she means the equestrian 
stuff or being charred. Oh, no, it's definitely horses. I've had a rough year in regards to it emotionally and financially, and I think I need to step away for a while. The only problem is I have no idea what else I would do. I have other hobbies and interests, but nothing that takes up that much time. So I want to know what you invest all your extra time and money in since you don't have kids to suck the fun out of life. Bonus points if I could meet other like-minded people through it. I'm 25. Yeah. You're, you're 25 and you're worried about not having enough hobbies. Yeah. Have you also, tried masturbating? <laughs> you've described yourself as being an equestrian for 18 years? I don't think you were an equestrian when you were eight. I don't think you were an equestrian. You weren't an Maybe. equestrian at 10. You're not an equestrian now. You're just a person who has a horse. Yeah. So have you got some answers from what child-free a... people? No, there were like none. Oh. There was like one relatively sound answer from someone just being like, no one can tell you what hobbies you would like. Yeah. Mm. Also, you, you don't were... need to have a hobby. You can like just sit on the couch most days. You're 25. You don't it's have to time do anything. To watch the filmography of Akira Kurosawa that you That's pirated. Right. It's sitting on a beanbag in your living room? You don't have kids. You can, you can do anything. This is fucking nuts. What an insane question to ask to be like, well, you have to live a full life and I don't have kids, so please yeah. tell me, should I, I take all up- you fuckers have a lot of time to kill <laughs> on this earth. Absolutely baffling. Yeah. They should check out having kids. It's actually it's really rewarding. And yeah, stuff. you can just be, have something yeah. to do all the time that's uh, often not enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> but it does fill in the hours, which seems to be it your really primary does. concern. It seems to be the problem. You're just looking for something to fill the hours. Imagine being like so tied to the horse, married to the horse, yeah. that the moment that goes out the window because you've been getting stressed and you're going broke from horse... That you literally don't know what to do with yourself. How many like, hours a day are you doing horse things? Are you oh just brushing its hair all day or something? That's what There's I picture of, that horse people are doing. Yeah, a lot of grooming that has to be done, I understand. Maybe practicing. I don't know. I don't know if they I guess if they're calling themselves an equestrian, they're probably doing it like competitively. Hmm. I assume. I don't know. I get it. I get that sometimes, you know, you feel at a loose end and you're like, fuck, I need to do something with my time. I don't remember having that compulsion as a 25-year-old. I definitely have it no. now. Yeah. Now I feel like I need to be busy with something. 25, just fucking Same. lie down. Because I've forgotten how to like feel joy out of life. But yeah. you're yeah. 25. You still you still got a little in there. Yeah. You shouldn't You got that to... ember sort of just still burning. Mm. You have the, the, the glow of the passion of life in your eyes. Yeah. Have you considered taking up smoking weed? Because that'll take up like a good 12 hours a day, seven days a week. It's really, it's quite That's an elastic big... hobby in that it'll take up as much time as you have. Yeah. It's a real time filler. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever thought that maybe you just want to be locked on the couch watching the DVD menu for Jurassic Park 2 and unable to get up and change it? And so you just watch it for an hour and a half? Do that. Do that yeah. instead of your horse business. Video games. Oh Plenty of God, other so. ways to waste your life other than riding horses, you know? They still got that World of Warcraft. Yeah. It's still going. It's still yeah. going. There's a new one. Oh, that can't be right. I think. I see ads for it on buses all the time. Yeah. I keep thinking, damn, I played that game when I was like 15 years old. Yeah, we saw an it's ad and up. Pat immediately looked over at me with a <laughs> look, which I didn't appreciate. I did not appreciate. Uh, I don't have a gaming PC, so that won't be happening. 
Theo, did you but have you can, a wow phase? I think phase? you play, play wow on anything. I did have a wow phase in, in uni when this came out. Mm. I did um, in uni too. That was, I that was prime a, wow time. A lot of wow. I sort of up till four most, most mornings. But then I'd sleep till 12 because I was in uni. Yeah. And then you're killing time. That's half the day gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Skip and breakfast the good thing is, save a lot of money. You've got two degrees now. And you yeah. did that even though you were a slovenly shit well, the first okay, time around. Well, so, okay, so the first time, the, the first degree did take me n- nine years to get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see that. Sure. I sort of speed run, sped run? Speed run. Speed ran. Speed ran? Yeah. The second one. Yeah. Uh, to do it in the normal amount of time. So um, the lesson here is start playing WoW. If you're yeah. under 30 and you've never sort of lost a few years of your life to a thing where you will look back on it and be like, what did I do? Yeah, I could have I been doing literally anything else, but I chose to drink LA ice from a small <laughs> fridge that's right next to the computer. <laughs> Fuck, that's such a sad... It's unsurprising Theo fact. And it's out of the bottle as well. And you're doing like the lazy man's thing where you're not tipping the bottle up, you're squeezing the bottle squeezing to force the liquid the up. Into your mouth. So it's got that soft, it's got that cans. really soft, cheap plastic bottle. Oh my God, you're getting it in cans. cans. It's so yeah. much cheaper to And get then the I big... went through a phase of like adding a little bit of vanilla to them because I really like vanilla <laughs> oh, Coke. Geez. So I'd get... <laughs> Why don't you just get vanilla Coke? Well, it's this expensive. is like 25 cents a can. <laughs> you could have got that uh, the no-name cola that tastes like absolute ass mm. instead. RC cola? No, the one with no name. Oh, like a... Like the no-brand... Clean brand, skins. You know. mm. Yeah, the clean skin <laughs> LA ice. What if they have LA ice in America? Probably not. I guess they just call it ice in LA. They just call it ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is a dumb fucking podcast. <laughs> hey, America, that's a country. You know where else is a country? Italy. It's time to check in on Italy in Italy Watch. What they done this time? Oh, they're doing wonderful things, actually. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, sorry, no, I don't mean wonderful in the sense of like this is good. Uh, I mean wonderful <laughs> in the sense that it's entertaining to me. <laughs> I guess I should make that distinction. Uh, this comes to us from the website Defense News. Italian army aims for self-sufficient cannabis market. Hmm? Like with their guns? <laughs> <laughs> it appeared to become self-sufficient in the field of legal medicinal cannabis... Italy is growing plants using secret nutrients in ultra-clean rooms managed with military precision. No wonder it called in the army to handle the task. You don't need the army. I don't yeah, know if you need do. that. They've got they secret do. secret nutrients? They have secret nutrients. You just need the guy named Trent at the back room of the hydroponics store to fucking tell you. Yeah. The guy who works at Aquarama, who's there ostensibly <laughs> helping you with your fish tank, he's actually got to grow your weed for you perfectly. Yeah, he has he's the an tubes. expert. That's his he job. He has the pipes. He yep. has the black lights. He's he has got everything. the the seed collection of AK forty seven. Yeah, he's got some of that lemon haze. Yeah, he's got some of that gorilla glue. Hmm? <laughs> I, I was going to start making up names, but they're all really fucking dumb. You can't really make up a name any dumber no. than any ones that exist. Were you going to read the the little subtitle that you wrote in the notes? 
He typically skips those. <laughs> no, I don't think I was going is to. That, no, that's is that just a little treat for you? That's private. Actually, it's a little treat for me and also for the people who collate the wiki because they now have access to these documents after we're oh, done. Oh, do with they? Them. Yeah. So, um, Ed, that one's for you, pal. Next year, the Italian service plans to produce 700 kilograms of top-grade cannabis to cover nearly half of the 1,500 kilograms required annually in the country for those in need of pain relief, such as people with cancer or Parkinson's disease. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so now it's not so funny, is it? Mm. Now that it's going to Italian people with cancer. (laughs) 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 Quote, The next step is self-sufficiency. That's our ambition. Oh, I'm sorry. The next step is a self-sufficiency. That's our ambition, said Nicola Latore, who leads the Italian Defence Industries Agency, which oversees the operation. The agency, which is an arm of the Defence Ministry, handles the commercialisation of the state's defence enterprises. Cannabis the army cannot yet grow is imported from Holland, Canada, Denmark and Germany, but production is ramping up at an anonymous-looking army facility on the edge of Florence. Still... Florentine Kush. Still unclear the link to the army, apart from the fact they're, I guess, a large public workforce. They just got the guys out there with machine guns to to grow the marijuana? Yeah, Yeah, they're sort of prodding the soil with the ends of their berettas. I'm going to make you a gross so good. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, what we could do in Florence is produce a highly standardized product so the dosage is unvaried at the same price at the same price as we are now paying for imports, said Colonel Gabriele Piccioni, the head of the facility. Launched in twenty fourteen, the Florence based operation managed fifty kilograms in twenty twenty. Come on. Get your Wait. shit together. Come on now. Before rising to three hundred kilograms in twenty twenty two. The increase was achieved thanks to more growing rooms, up from two in 2016 to 10 today, with six harvests a year in each of six flowering rooms, which host between 50 and 125 plants each. What is this? It's a garbage operation. You can't grow any more than that? It doesn't seem that difficult. So they just got a couple of rooms? I don't know. This just seems some like... some rooms? They're some guy's like shed? Weird indie startups in Oregon that are like two people who used to be tech support people with bigger grow farms than this. <laughs> Get your shit together. To reach 700 kilograms next year, technicians are perfecting lighting, watering, temperature, and ventilation. They're also using a blend of secret nutrients developed in-house that are mixed in with the hydroponic irrigation. It must be so fucking good being a fly on that Italian wall <laughs> listening to these Italian military weed scientists argue about what their Italian grandmother believes is better for the nutrients <laughs> in no, Italian No, no, you need the oregano in the soil. What are you doing? You have to deglaze the soil with the milk first. It's <laughs> no mushrooms. <laughs> oh, my God. If you, if you waste the grow water, I kill you. <laughs> Watching someone put more potassium in, be like, Que schifo! What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, you make my grandmother cry. You make her the worst marijuana. <laughs> Never have I tasted such a bland marijuana. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun being racist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't clip that, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot about this. Also in 2023, the lab aims to produce cannabis-infused olive oil, which users can take in drop form, Matoro said. 
Come on. You're doing this to yourself. <laughs> I put a little bit of a beautiful olive oil on my marijuana primavera. This is so good. A perfect springtime dish. These fucking rules. Lissoria added that five private firms are set to supply more mother plants from which... Your mother plant. Uh, from which cuttings can be taken to grow the plants in Florence. However, the main operation will not be farmed out to the private sector, he explained. The state will continue to guarantee quality and price. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well done to Italy. Yeah, they should keep one. going. Yeah. They should get yeah. into exporting. Yeah. <laughs> I want I that just good want to get... shit. I want that olive oil. Yeah. Fuck, you know the like the weird like five liter jugs of olive oil you can get the metal canisters. Yeah, mm. I want that full of weed oil. Beautiful mm. Italian Florentine weed oil. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, come on! I Makes go through one of those things like absolutely uninhabitable with the stink. Yep. Yeah, how does it get on everything? How do you end up with such a slick film on the top of those canisters so much that collects every bit of dust? And hair that's ever been Nasty. in your house. Yeah. It's uh, up. Hot tip. Uh, if you do get those containers, get a kind of like folded over piece of paper towel, put it underneath the container before you put it on your shelf. Mm. Oh, that's just smart. It's just a little tip for me little to hack. you. Little hack. Little kitchen hack. Little life hack. What happened to life hacks? I think we got over the virus. That's probably what it was. I think we shifted to... Um, Inscrutable videos Zoomers make where they're wearing really small sunglasses and they like walk into a restaurant and then rip someone's shirt off and punch them in the face. <laughs> and then they turn around to the camera and they say, you just saw the zap challenge. That's what we have instead of life hacks now. I hope you're happy, Zoomers. <laughs> Previously, I found out that you could use the middle of a pasta spoon to get a good-ish serving of spaghetti if you put huh. it through the hole. That's not real, but they... I mean, it's a real example of a video, but I don't think yeah. that's what I the was hole is for. Today, years old, when I found out that the spaghetti spoon gives you a spaghetti serve, yeah. it doesn't. It, that's probably it doesn't. actually way too much pasta for me. And it depends on the side of the spoon. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking stupid. I hate. I, those I just ones. use a. I just use my little kitchen scales. You know the one I hate it's the most. Hard to do. If we're having a if we're having a little whinge about mm. the internet, um, mm-hmm. is when. People do the post where they go, I was today years old when I found out that um, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side is a joke about it committing suicide. Yeah, I'm still not on. It's not. I'm still on, it's not. not on board with that. It isn't. It isn't. No. You're just it's making just, things yeah. up. It's yeah. just anti-humor. It's on just the giving internet. the obvious answer yeah. to it. Yeah. You're just a, you're spreading mis- misinformation. Yeah. Also, who did you check that with? Fucking Pagliacci? <laughs> I don't think clowns tell jokes, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I called up my friend Pagliacci, but unfortunately he'd killed himself because of some very bad advice he got from a doctor. (laughs) So I just kind of guessed about what the chicken joke meant. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor, I'm very depressed. (laughs) Uh, go join the army. <laughs> Grow a weed for grandmas. <laughs> you can have so much fucking weed around you, bro. You won't have time to be depressed. The army also... Oh, sorry. Uh, the army was handed the role of Italy's legal pot supplier for two reasons, officials have said. 
to produce cannabis at a secure facility. Yeah, a bunch of stoned Italian army guys. They oh, must man, be. Don't come in here. Like, oh, yeah, I'll oh. take on the uh, cannabis plant job. Oh, my God. Those guys are smonking on that lounge every day. They are. Don't They're smoking huffing. on the good kush. Fat <laughs> goobers. <laughs> <laughs> They're huffing down that sweet cunch <laughs> every day. <laughs> Uh, two, because the armed service has been in the pharmaceutical business for decades. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Making the secret pills that give people Havana syndrome. <laughs> uh, turning out chemical war- warfare antidotes and malaria pills for soldiers. The army ah. also manufactures so-called orphan drugs, the drugs that make you kill your parents. Oh. <laughs> What that says. Medicines for rare diseases or conditions that big companies ignore because of the low production rates. That's great. That is how Wonderful. public health should work. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Why it's the army, but yeah. Okay. Again, like, can't you just sort of government chemist? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to be wearing fatigues. They don't have to be trained like how to use a gun. Uh, the service currently makes four such drugs to supply three thousand people in Italy. <laughs> Sorry, this is just like, oh yeah, I'd like to apply for the uh, legal cannabis job. I've got decades of experience in making chemical warfare. <laughs> Hey, chemical warfare, antidotes. antidotes. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure they weren't involved in making any chemical warfare. No, no, Italy's uh, historically on the good side. Spotless <laughs> record. <laughs> as cannabis production ramps up, the army has registered two types of marijuana at harvest as brands. FM1 and FM2, which stand for Pharmaceutico Militare. <laughs> Those are great names for weed. Yeah. I wish they gave them better names, though. Like oh, smoking on that okay. pharmaceutical. Yeah. Electric rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Smack reckon the criteria the- are to getting this weed? Like, how do I get that good army weed? Yeah, I wonder if it's like a actual, like, quite involved sc- screening process of being like, no, I have stomach cancer and I otherwise can't eat, blah, 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 and they're like, great, putting you on this shit. Or if it's like California 10 years ago, where you concoct an elaborate backstory about having glaucoma, but then you go into the office and the guy's like, do you have chemicals in your brain? And you go, yes. And he hands you a giant bag of weed and an ID card. I wonder. Also, the, the CIA must be fucking pissed at this point to be like, people are allowed to know? You can just do it. You can just do it in the open. You don't have to wait 50 years and be like, oh, by the way, we made all that acid. Yeah. You're mm, welcome. That was us. Except for victims of the Manson <laughs> Don't look into it. MKUltra. Uh, each contains a different level of tetrahydrocannabinol, the compound that gives pot its high. I want to get fucked up on that FM2 so bad. Mm. If you live in Italy and you have stomach cancer and you're willing to sell said drugs through International Post, send me that FM2. That pharmaceutico militare duo. That FM2 that's more like a in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Latore <laughs> <laughs> said his agency's activities facilitated a growing shift toward military involvement in public health sector, a trend accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic, which saw army personnel set up treatment tents and transport vaccine oh, set up treatment tents and transport vaccines. Quote, COVID made us see how public health is tied to the defense of the country and its security, he said. Ah. <sighs> 
That's wow. beautiful. I wish our public health was doing that. That'd be sick. I bet. I'm not even looking into it at all. I am willing to bet you big bucks that if any Australian state or the federal government is growing weed, Wilson Security is providing the secure environment for it to be grown in. It's 100% mm. the same people running our offshore prison camps. Yeah. Yeah. They run our tips, they run our parking facilities, they run our offshore prison camps and our weed farms. Get Circo involved. Yeah, whatever the other one is. Well, that's technically been an episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if this was your first ever episode, welcome. Thank you for mm. staying to the end. They're all pretty much like this, except soon you'll get to meet Andrew and he's quite the character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you had a, a safe, lovely, happy, wonderful New Year's. Um, call into the voicemail if uh, you took a bunch of drugs and you had a crazy time. Tell us about that. Unless the story's boring and then just don't bother. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. just If you just like did a bunch of coke and then had some really annoying conversations with your friends, I don't need to hear about the business idea that you came up with. No. If you did acid and then ended up at a stranger's party and ended up making a bunch of friends, I do want to hear about that. one 800 Three one seven five one. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Five one five. That's the Buena Vista Hotline. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> so good at this. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we are born into the sorrowful deadliness. There will be open and unpunished murder in the streets. It will be guns and roving mobs. Land will be useless. Food will become a diminishing return. Nuclear power will be taken over by the metal. Explosions will continually shake the earth. Radiated men will eat the flesh of radiated men. The rotting bodies of men and animals stink in the dark wind. And there will be the most beautiful silence never heard. Born out of that. The sun hidden there, awaiting the next chapter. Doom from the realm of Elkaloom, smelly gel fumes, separating cell womb to Melly Mel. Boom.